Hey there, and welcome to the Good Kind Podcast. At Good Kind, we are all about helping people cultivate the good kind of habits and holiday practices that allow them to engage with God and one another throughout the year. To learn more about us and the products we make, go to www.goodkind.shop and follow us on social media. We hope you enjoy today's episode of the Good Kind Podcast. Hey, my name is Clayton Green, and I am here with Chris Papalardo. Hello. Brian Turney. Yo. And Amy Cavanaugh. What? Hi. Hey. Thanks for joining us today, Amy. Lindsay, love is on vacation. Um, as if we needed to give her vacation because she's not really paid anyway, because we all just do this for fun. So <laughs> oh, God. Here, here we are today releasing something titled Five Questions to Answer Now for a Stress-Free Christmas. And we did force Brian to be here because he is on the record as thinking we don't need to be talking about it Christmas already. Is that right, Brian? Sure don't. We sure do not. I hate it. Well, but I'm here. We're, <laughs> but we're going to help you be more stress-free this Christmas. Okay, Brian. we'll see. It's going to be I helpful. don't believe you. I suspect Brian is already stress-free at Christmas, which is why he doesn't need this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. So we have a lot to learn from him is what you're saying, Chris. So mm-hmm. five, five questions answered now for a stress-free Christmas this December. And so that's what we're going to walk through. I've got uh, these five things, as the title suggests. Um, I want to share them with you, see if you agree. And maybe there's a couple of follow-up questions that we have here. And hopefully, at least one of these things will be helpful for the podcast listeners. All right? So let's just let's jump right in and try to de-stress some of the coming holidays, because sometimes they can be. Number one of the five questions to answer now for a stress-free Christmas is... How did last Christmas go for your family? Hear me out. This is why you need to answer that question. Is because last year, some things were great. Last year, some things were downright horrible, and you didn't want to be there, or you didn't want to be doing the thing, and you should not do that this year. So the number one thing that you should do now, or the question that you should answer is, how was last Christmas, so that you can change, and this Christmas can be a little bit better. What this means is, have a little family meeting. Brian, it can be four minutes long if you want it to. Highs and lows. It could be 47 minutes long and it could be at the pool. I don't know, but I think that you should answer this this question. Chris, do you agree we should answer this question now? Yeah, 100%. If we wait until we get too close to Christmas, then all of the requests, all of the things just start coming at us. And Christmas is one of those times of year that like just accrues. It just becomes more and more. So we will do everything we did last year and then more. But th- this is an awesome time to stop and say like, hey, what what did we actually like? Let's make sure we hang on to that. And uh, are there some events that uh, kind of drove us nuts? It, it feels low stakes in July to say, yeah, we're not actually going to go to that lights festival because I remember at this they point. They weren't great. Everyone cried. Yeah. Or at least. Including you, go. Chris. Yeah. 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 It started with me. <laughs> Or at least we'll do it and or maybe we'll go earlier so that everyone doesn't cry, right? And Brian, I'm going to come to you last because your posture right now that people can't see suggests that you don't think we should be answering this question right now. He's <laughs> just laid back. I'm trying to think. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought that was his thinking posture. Amy, do you think we should be answering this question? How, how did last Christmas go for our family? Yeah, I mean, this is a little bit ridiculous to do beside the pool, which is maybe why I love it. I love um, it, yeah because it's just a little bit unexpected. And I would love, you know, to call a child over and say, hey, kid, 
what'd you think about Christmas last year? And just see the look of like confusion on their Mm. face and many, you know, maybe any of other people who are listening nearby and eavesdropping. That's just very fun for me to think about. Um, But yeah, I think it's really worthwhile. Um, Like you said, Chris, take the pressure off. And, you know, for me, I sometimes need to be reminded of things that I have said um, and committed to because I will forget, but my husband will remember. I said, no, 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 no. You said, remember, this was your idea. We're not doing the Christmas lights where everybody cried, right? Yeah. Don't say it more lovingly than that, but I need that sometimes. Brian, certainly we've convinced you now. You think that this is a good (laughs) idea. I um I think there's something wrong with my memory. I'm I'm having a very hard time thinking about last Christmas right now. Um, Which is why you need a I time feel like, to think about I feel like I need to do this the week after Christmas or something Ooh. like that. Or like Ooh. in January. Um, we're behind the ball, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like a weird uh gray area. I do feel I think so my thought is maybe more important than events and kind of thinking through it like that it's more what do you want the theme or the thesis of your christmas to be maybe so like for us or for me i I think for our whole family it's like people focused and so it's like we want to say yes to parties and get togethers Mm -hmm. and and things like that um and no to some of the stuff that maybe distracts from from those things and so having like a a vision for for christmas yep. and what you want to accomplish um maybe is, so, is a good way to think all about right it too. so it's it's possible but you it's i think that you have to do a little bit of the memory the post-mortem what are the highs and lows I, i'm interested to see what, makes our, sense. what our girls like what their favorite thing is or what their favorite thing was so that we can make sure that we do that again does anybody have something on the top of your mind chris that like was a tradition or was new last year that is going to be a tradition or either was new last year and there's no way you're doing it again. Can you come up with something off the top of your head? Sure. This is not a, a, it's not a terrible thing, but we've done Disney on ice for several years and uh, we're not categorically anti Disney, but the, the glory has seemed to fade. Okay. And that from Mm -hmm. our kids. So I think that's one we're just going to put to the side and say like, this is not just, you know, that it's not as magical as, as we'd like it to be for the cost and the amount of time. So we're probably going to say goodbye to that one. Yeah. On the other end of the spectrum, there's this train thing in our area that a lot of oh, people yes. like. You have mm. to have to get kind of the tickets really, really far in advance. I'm going to be honest. I haven't had this conversation with Kristen yet. She's going to want to get the tickets. I'm almost certain. But I kind of feel like that it is one of those things that it's lengthy. It doesn't quite have like the high moment with people. Brian, to your point, maybe we do it, but we do it with others would maybe improve it for me. But that that's yeah. one of the things that I'm questioning. I'm saying, is this going to be the actual, the, the main event for? Well, Clayton, you should come with us to the Santa train. We've done that every year. It's 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 been a thing. It was canceled like one or two years because of COVID. Our kids love it. Now, you, you won't have the same connection because you haven't done it for nine years, but the train yeah. is absolutely worth it. Guys, it's so funny that you mentioned that because like exactly why we're having this conversation. I missed the sign up last year and I felt like so much mom guilt and so much shame because our (laughs) friends were like, we're going, come with us. Did you get tickets for the same day? And I was like, well, shoot, I didn't get tickets at all. And Uh, they sell out so quickly. And so you you know why they, because the tickets generally go on sale in July. So Although, early. Wait, I think we just changed. It's uh, five questions to answer to have a non-mom guilt Christmas. Like that's I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> overpromising, but that's what it is. All right. 
That's question one you need to answer. How did last Christmas go for your family? Come up with a vision, cut something out maybe. Um, speaking of cutting something out, here's the number two question that I think everyone needs to answer is, who are we dropping from the shopping list? Because Ouch. somebody you bought a somebody you bought a present for last year oh, needs, no. needs to be cut off the shopping list. Am I right, Amy? I mean, it you're it's brutal, but you're right because you know what? I'm tired of buying candles and lotions for adult women who already have candles and lotions. So <laughs> I love my friends dearly, but maybe this is a PSA. If I've gotten you a candle and lotion in the past, it's not happening. Okay. Anymore. Just real quick, PSA. Did you just say PSA? And then I said, uh -huh. he did. okay, yeah, I he apologize did. for that for everyone. <laughs> huh. However, here's a real announcement. If you get lotions and candles, you should instead get gratitudes and sticky prints. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> shameless, wow. shameless plug. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Chris, do you, do, should we be dropping people from the Who should we be dropping from the li list? Maybe that's a, a you even, want me to start a more aggressive. Names? No, no names, please. No please. names. <laughs> Something we do in my family is, uh, especially with extended family, we have kind of like, we, we're really selective about getting grownups gifts. And so mm -hmm. I think that's that's how I would narrow the focus of this is like, all right, kids should be getting presents at Christmas. Are there are there adults in our lives that we've gotten gifts for that maybe we need to say like, hey, this is we don't need to be doing all this. So that's that's a, that's where I would do it. A sidebar, you could also and if you don't want to just cut them out completely because you're like me and you're a people pleaser and you feel like mm -hmm. your worth is your worth is tied to other people thinking you're very considerate, you can just wow. kind of you can downgrade them slightly to uh i got you some candy right the 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 christmas homemade, card list yeah mm -hmm. like you're, you're not cutting them out of your life you're just not getting them a you know a thoughtful book or a sweatshirt but you've, you've decided that you're going to get them a candy apple i do need to be honest that we are not christmas card people so if we downgrade you you will be not be getting a christmas card so brian you also are not mm -hmm. so who, who are we dropping off the shopping list um and it's a tough one because it feels like there has to be a mutual agreement because when you get wow. a present from somebody that you didn't give one to it's tough um and so i don't know i don't know the best way to do that i do think i actually have to add people this year i was unemployed at christmas time last year and uh two of my brothers were as well and so um we didn't do uh some of the family tradition gift giving stuff that we did so I'm so looking you're... forward to actually jumping back in uh, because I think that's something that it's like you you cut people out and then it's easy to just keep trimming, trimming, trimming. Um, but, you know, it's good to buy presents for people and be thoughtful. And it's just once a year. That's okay. You're you're flipping the question then. In <laughs> you're not saying who do we drop from the, the shopping list? You're saying who can we add back in and actually buy presents for? This yeah, thing? yeah, right. So and that's just because of the circumstances of last yeah. Christmas for us. But um yeah no i think it's a it's just a tough a tough thing to navigate because it it just feels horrible <laughs> if someone gets you something um and you're like I, I actually didn't even think about it so we'll see maybe that's like a different perspective on it or different take is that you know is there somebody that you're freeing up like an obligatory response mm -hmm. where if you stop giving them a present will they you know feel like freed up that they don't have to get yeah. you one in return maybe uh, you yeah. maybe have a conversation about that and not just assume that, but it, it could happen. It could be that I, way. 
I just don't know how you start this conversation. <laughs> it's a tough it's, convo, though. It's, like yeah. a, it's a DTR sort of thing, but on a friendship level, it's like, hey, you know how you <laughs> always get me a Christmas present? I don't think we're there anymore. Can we, like, Christmas present break up? Right. Obligatory presents are pretty horrible, though. Like, if you, yeah. if you yes. have zero ideas for what to get somebody... Um, and you're just getting something to get something that's that's pretty tough but if there's something that like really it's like oh this speaks to me about this person then you know then it matters and so it's good but when when it feels like you have to it's not a great place to be yeah my mom has this theory that if you don't know what to get somebody it should always be consumable um that's not a bad idea that's that's helpful like you know like you said chris if you need to downgrade somebody Give them a pumpkin bread. Give them a pound cake. A and bottle least... of wine. I'll never get tired of that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. If you can at least enjoy it and use it up and don't have to find space for it in an attic, it feels thoughtful in a way, even if obligatory. There it is. So Amy's Amy's mom's rule of thumb, get them something they can consume mm-hmm. or get them a gratitude. All right. So five questions, right? Number three is what is our Advent tradition? All right. I don't think that every year you need to be reinventing what you do, what guide you read. Yes, everybody. I have, I am partial towards Advent box, but here, here's the case. Here's my case. It's like a okay. Sunday school where the answer is always Jesus. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Answer is always yeah. Advent box. No, yeah. no, no. You can pick something else, but here's another. Every year, new guides come out. Love that new guides come out. I like seeing how people are telling the story and looking at the table of contents and how they laid it out. It's also interesting. Here's the thing that's dawned on me recently. It is, there is nothing that I remember from my childhood that I did one year. Everything that I remember from my childhood is something that I did for 10 years. So Mm -hmm. my suggestion is pick one and do it for 10 years because that's actually what makes memories. That's actually what is going to be a moment that we remember, right? Chris, everybody should read your guide, right? Or I mean, the general (laughs) principle too. Yes, I I am just as partial as you are. Um, but I, I I think I could say this with full integrity. If you find another Advent resource that like is working for you and your family, then just own it and go for that. You know, you hear great things about like the Jesse tree, and there there are some really good resources out there. Um, like you're saying, our kids like novelty a little bit, but when it comes to Christmas, I mean I ritual, tradition. We did this last year. We've done this for five years. Matters a ton. So find your lane. Mm-hmm. Do it again. Um, down with you. Yeah, Let's Brian, go. you think the same thing? Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that. Um, I think having those things that stick in your childhood memories uh, that you can come back to and then replicate with our, you know, when the kids grow up and they have their own families and kind of fi- find their own spin on it. I think it's really meaningful and important. Yeah, for us, I mean, every year we went to the Beach Ball Classic after Christmas. It's one of my biggest Christmas memories is something that happened after Christmas. Amy, you said there was like a book every year that you read all growing up or something, right? Yeah, what's funny about it is I don't know where this book came from. I don't know what it's called. I could not tell you anything about it other than my mom just appeared with it one day. I think somebody randomly gifted it to her Um, and it was meaningful for somebody, but it just got stored with our Christmas decorations. And so every year my mom would be putting up the decorations around the house and somewhere this book would appear like on a coffee table or something. And it was like such like a moment of intrigue for me as like a young adult, but I read it every single year. And I have like really fond memories of being pulled up by the fire, like reading this, like 
mostly fiction, but kind of devotional thing um, that was never very popular. And I loved it. Like that was my tradition. Um, And even though like my parents never put it in front of us and said, here is our Advent guide, it was like consistent. And I remember that a lot as a highlight. So I am for this. What I like about this is just giving permission of saying like, you know, and again, the summer is a nice time to like just pressures off. We're kind of in the easy slow lane anyway. This is a good time to give yourself permission to like not reinvent the wheel when it comes to this Christmas and say, was there any, do do we have a guide? Is there something that went well? Like the meaningful part of Christmas, the Jesus part, if it went well once, we can just put that on repeat and that will actually be really fruitful and doing what it needs to do. And what you do, this also scales up. If this was true for you as a family, this is also going to be true for you as a church, I think. Like, yeah. Why try to come up with a fresh angle on the Christmas story if something mm-hmm. worked well, if you've got the pattern for it? You can go through Advent blocks or you can do something else. But if you've got that and it's working, the families in the church are going to love that you're doing it again. And if you're a church leader, you'll love that you're saving yourself some time by saying, oh, yeah, we have the plan. We have the play. We ran it for the last two years. Yeah. That's actually a good repetition. There's actually a pretty decent story. And we've been doing this for a couple of years, but it's it's happened a couple of times now. A family does Advent Blocks. The family tells their church leader about Advent Blocks. The church does Advent Blocks. The church does Advent Blocks again the next year where they'll make like a probably a smaller order the second year, but they're bringing people back through it again. You know, why reinvent the wheel? So here, uh, way, way in advance of December, um, one of the questions you need to answer in order to have a stress-free Christmas is what is your Advent tradition? Pick it go with it because after doing it for a few years, um, it'll be what it needs to be as a tradition. So question four, are you traveling this year? Answer it now, people. Just pull out your calendar, scroll down. You already know what day of the week the 25th is. You already know what day of the week the 24th is and when the Sundays lie and when you know how much vacation you have, hopefully, right? So you go ahead, you look at it, you talk to your siblings, you call your parents or guardians or whoever needs to be communicated <laughs> with guardians. And, you, and you communicate with them. You communicate with them way in advance because it hurts less because mm. it's still summer and they have time in order to make sense of it. Right. I think that this Brian agrees with this one. Brian, tell us we should be doing this now. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's good. I, we don't travel during Christmas. We stay here. So, uh, your opinions are relevant. Well, it's, it's something we made, you know, kind of a decision we made a while back with kids Uh, and just the craziness that we found that, uh, we would enjoy the, the time back in North Carolina at other times of the year, uh, not Christmas. So yeah, not something that we, we worry about right now. Amy, have you guys already communicated? Yeah, well, so we're pretty predictable in the sense that my parents live down the street from us and uh, my husband's parents live like an hour away. And so we have a very easy commute. Um, So traveling feels a little different. But what's interesting for us is, um, you know, we are sometimes frustrated by when the other siblings are able to align their calendars. And I would love for that to happen earlier in the year. Um, cause we just kind of, because we're close by, we just kind of morph into whatever plans everyone else makes. Um, but yeah, I love this as a reference point to be able to say, Hey, let's start the conversation now. Um, we're happy to, you know, make our plans around your all's traveling situations. Um, but let's start the conversation earlier. Um, and maybe that'll be less stressful for everybody. 
this is the sort of thing that like somebody needs to go first and especially yeah. if you're looking like peers and siblings where there's it's not That's really clear like who's who's leading and making the call somebody just jumping in and offering a landmark is actually very helpful to everybody else to say like all right hey i i don't know what all y'all are doing with your families and your kids and your travel to help you out here's something that's already in stone we yep. will be celebrating christmas at this time at this place if you can join us great if not we love you we miss you so that that's sort of you know it's it's kind to be clear mm -hmm. i mean if you have the liberty of doing that this far in advance I think that's our plan as well as like by the summertime, we want to know what our Christmas plans are. Clayton, your your advice here is to not just settle that for yourself, but blast it out and say, hey, everybody, you need to know. And I'm letting you know yeah. now. Here it is. What's Wait, How are you going to do that? Well, well, I, we haven't done it yet. So after our meeting at the pool, we're going to decide what it's going to be. You know, we're going to communicate with schedule. people, everybody. That's the, I'm creating my plan as we talk about it. So, but I, Brian, I really appreciate what you're saying. I'll actually say mm -hmm. uh, question 4B which is just for the really, really ruthless people. After you've cut some people out of your gift giving is you actually cut some people out of your travel. I, I love mm -hmm. that. So, and, and we have just to provide an alternative for people, we have done Thanksgiving, no travel. Uh, so Thanksgiving, we're here. We say, you can come here if you would like to, we will make enough food for you. Uh, we're going to do a turkey trot. Then we're going to start doing our Christmas um, decorations around the house, but we don't travel on Thanksgiving for that kind of that same reason to, to yeah. at least have picked one for that so answer the question are you traveling this year for b maybe cut somebody from the travel to make it a little more simple put it out there it'll be it'll be really helpful for everybody and it's a little bit easier to palette in the summer all right question five i know you all have been waiting for it there's only five in the list even though i just added a little half b there but um question number five is what are the most important events for us this christmas to kind of bring it full circle it does come back a little bit to the evaluation that we did in question one but this is, I, I think this list has to be really short, like aggressively short. What are the things that we're going to kind of structure everything else in the month around? Because everything's not equally valued. There's one, mm -hmm. there's two, there's three. I think there's not more than four. Like, and you probably should be short and smaller than that. There's not more than four key events that like, that's the thing that we have to make sure we do. And that actually might influence the fact that we don't do something right preceding it on the preceding day or the preceding hour in order to make sure that that most meaningful one is one that we actually get done. So this is the question. What are the most important events for us this Christmas? Should we be answering this question, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. Just as a matter of practicality, you've got like four weekends leading up to, to Christmas. So you may be doing some weeknight things, but generally you, you don't have that much space for the big things. And if you try to squeeze it in, all the big things become stressful and it's just, it's no good. So we we've done this for a number of years not always in the summer. Like Brian said, sometimes it's like in that haze of post-Christmas. We're like, okay, which ones we want to hang on to and do again. But for from a practical standpoint of needing to buy tickets or put those on the calendar, this is a great idea. What about you, Brian? Yeah, I mean, I think like, I you know, it's funny. Like I said, I don't, I'm not a planner. And so it's like, we, we do get caught up uh, in the rush of the season a lot of times. But there's certainly some like tent pole things that we've established through the years of like, Hey, we're going to be doing this. Um, and then there's a lot of other things that sort of filter in around those. And so I feel like having that kind of core kind of vision or idea of like, okay, these are the definite things that we want. Um, and then everything else sort of fills in if we can, then, then we go for it. Yeah. Brian, I, I think 
in addition to this, it's not just a matter of like, which events are we going to make sure we do, but those screening questions, the one you mentioned is really good. What matters to us in the Christmas season is people. So when we mm-hmm. get new stuff coming in, we're going to say, is this, is this pushing us out towards other people? We're going to lean towards yes. If it's some other thing, then we're going to lean towards no. Jen, my wife helps think through like, all right, these are the ages of our kids. This is the sort of stuff that's meaningful to them now. This yeah. is the timeline we have before they leave. What can we do with them now that we won't be able to do with them in a year mm. or two? And that, like, those are that's good harder questions to answer, but they are tent poles, like you mentioned, that give you a framework to say, okay, yeah, that's why this matters and why it's okay to say yes here and no over here. Yeah. Yeah, Amy, what do you think? What are the most important events for you and your family? Are there one or two that are on top of your mind? Yeah, well, this question is so hard for me, but so necessary because I get so excited about all of the Christmas things. Exactly. Yeah, we all do. Clayton, I don't know if you remember this, but like November, December last year, every day you would ask me at the end of the day, all right, so what Christmas activity are you doing tonight? What What's on the docket this weekend? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. there was not a day that I did not have something. Um, and so, so much. Mm. you know, it was fun last year to be able to, you know, try all of the things. But this year, I think our mission is to, you know, while we're by the pool, assessing what is the most important. So um, for instance, in our neighborhood, there are two things. There's a breakfast with Santa um, situation, and there's a Polar Express situation. And we've also learned a lot from older or families with older kids that have kind of done this a few years, the whole Christmas event race Mm -hmm. to the end of the year. Um, And so you know, we've heard from several people, we do one or the other, pick one, Hmm. you know, pick which one of these two things is best and just say no to the other, like flat out say no, which is so hard for me. Um, But yeah, so I think, you know, we're going to have that conversation, we're going to pick one, because that seems wise in so many ways, (laughs) and like commit to it. Um, And then we'll have to reassess for the following year. But well, as we wrap up, I want to invite all of you to consider uh, one of your top four which is probably one of my top four. Again, we haven't had the conversation with Kristen and the girls yet. And Brian, I want to actually specifically invite you to it this year. December 1st, for the last three years now, we've gotten together. Oh, we didn't do it on the first this year. But anyway, our group gets together and we, we do the, the first reading or in the first, first week mm-hmm. we do a reading together. The first this year is on a Friday. So pull the kids out of school, Brian. Okay. On the plane. Come on out. You don't travel for <laughs> Christmas. You didn't say you don't travel for December hey, 1st. Got him. Thanksgiving's yep. a whole week. Anyway, we, we want to do that reading together. And I'm really looking forward, forward to that. I, I hope that this is helpful to everybody that's listening, because I think it's important to answer some of these questions, like we said, outside of some of the pressure to help de-stress, create more meaningful moments, uh, not have mom guilt, Amy. Mm. Uh, the questions are, how did last Christmas go for our family? Have that conversation. Who are we dropping from the shopping list? That should at least be a fun one. What is the Advent tradition? Please let it be Advent blocks. Are you traveling this year? Make sure you're communicating it. And what are the most important events for you this Christmas? Hopefully this list helps and you have a great time way in advance getting prepared for it. Thank you for joining us on Good Kind Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Good Kind Podcast. We hope you leave feeling more equipped to engage with God and one another in your habits and holiday practices. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, like, and comment. We're excited to share more content with you soon. Don't forget, you can find us online at www.goodkind.shop.
Thanks for listening and see you next time on the Good Kind Podcast. Amy, I, I'm not asking you to make me candles, but I would have I would have found that delightful. Yeah. Yeah, don't do it. I mean, it sounds like it was horrible for you to do. I'm not doing it again. I'm All sorry. Right, well. <laughs> but thanks for the vote of confidence. Brian, you're... Did you say votive? Oh, man, I wish... Yes. That's a candle joke. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever heard a candle joke before. It's a real bright one. <laughs> Brian. Uh, yep. Oh, goodness. Come on, Chris. Don't extinguish this conversation. <laughs> oh, I just I I'm struggling to come up with another pun. And I'm 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 empty, you know? You gotta be quick with it. <laughs> Maybe we should keep all of this. <laughs> just us waxing poetic. Oh my gosh, this is so good. <laughs>